you are now tuned in to the Animal Control Report with your hosts. Ashley Bishop on location. She is on location and Daniel Ettinger <laughs> in the studio doing it, you know, how we normally do. What's going on, Bishop? Not much. Just got my kids wrestling tournament today, but we haven't started yet. So might as well De- get some recording dedicated. done. Look at that. Dedicated to the podcast. We'd love to see it. We'd love to see it. Well, make sure, you know, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you can leave a review, please review, give us stars or give us some sort of review that helps the podcast. Make sure you check out our website, humanemain.com. What else we got to check out, Bishop? Uh, Facebook. Oh, Facebook and Instagram, the Animal Control Report. Check that stuff out there. It is Did awesome. You have a, didn't you start a TikTok? I uh, seen yeah, well, from that. We, we do have a TikTok. <laughs> it is uh, at Humane Maine. If, if you're on TikTok, <laughs> at Humane Maine, there's actually a cool video of my buddy Jacob from Florida uh, saving a dog on his lunch break that jumped into a, a creek where there's gators and homeboy just really oh. jumped in there. So check that out on TikTok. All right. He, on his lunch break, he was like, hey no break for animal control officers so i don't get a lunch break most of the time so. no breaks and i think everybody can feel that <laughs> well i'm excited today we're going to have an officer on that i've known for quite some time and and stay tuned for that we're going to get her on here shortly but before we do that i got to read this article and bear with me this article comes from metro west daily news and it's about an animal control officer who retired at 30 years on the job. Just wait to see how old he is. Check this out. All right. Look, this again from Norman Miller, Metro West Daily News. Whether it's a stray dog, a boa constrictor, or a certain infamous moose, Keith Tosi saw it all in his career as the police department's animal control officer. Tosi, 49. He worked 30 <laughs> years. He started at 19. Wow. My man can double dip. Tosi, 49, of Midway, recently retired after nearly 30 years on the job. He has since taken a new job as a heavy machine operator with Massachusetts Department of Transportation. 30 years was enough, Tosi said in a recent interview. It was time to move on and time to try something new while I was still sort of young. It's a great department and I wouldn't change a thing. That's amazing. All right. Tosi, who grew up the son of a Dover police officer, who was in the town who was the town's dog officer initially joined the Natick Police Department in August of 1993 as a part-time animal control officer working mostly weekends and holidays he became a full-time animal control officer in December of 1994 when did you graduate high school uh 2007 <laughs> <laughs> uh 94 i would have been 6 years old wow <laughs> things got off to a quick start when then police chief dennis Dennis Mannix handed him a stack of hate mail, Tosi said. Prior to becoming the department's full-time animal control officer, the infamous moose case occurred. A large moose was on the loose in the town, and environmental police shot and killed it in front of many people. The incident made national news and was even enough, uh, or I'm sorry, and even though it was the environmental police who shot it, Natick police absorbed much of the blame, Tosi said. Mm-hmm. A couple years later, we had another wayward moose in Natick, Tosi recalled. I got a call that night from the chief, and he said, I don't care what happens, but no one fires a shot. The moose <laughs> was in downtown, but we were able to corral him, and we gave him a blue light escort out of town. Tosi said he typically got a 1,000 calls in a year, but most of them were uh, informational, people asking about things like getting raccoons out of attics or how to deal with coyotes in their yard. <clears throat> 
boa constrictor in my sandbox, but not all calls were routine. I'll never forget the lady who called and said, you'll never believe this, but I think there's a boa constrictor in my sandbox, Tosi said. I thought she was seeing things or making it up, but when we get there, there really was a boa constrictor in her sandbox. We've had two boa, boas over the years. I saw me, or it saw me, environmental police tranquilize the moose roaming in Marbone, Marbone, I can't say that word, Marbone, Bishop. I don't know. I don't. I Marlboro. There you go. Marlboro oh. neighborhood. There was another incident in which there was a fancy fowl invasion in Shearborn. We had a herd of peacocks from Shearborn, Toasty said. There was something you didn't see every day. We were able to wrangle them and get them to the home. We had some good ones throughout the years. The most difficult one of my career, he said, was right after I started full time and there was a rabies epidemic. It was probably the toughest part of my career, Tosi said. In the first five years or so doing rabies epidemic, we were getting five to 10 raccoon calls a day. Tosi wow. said, and despite having many people think and he, uh, he and other animal control officers don't deal with stray dogs very often, maybe three to five a year. Wow. Instead, many calls involving dogs are heartbreaking cases of abuse, he said. Prosecuting cruelty cases. We're almost done with this article. Thank you very much. We had some good saves. Good. <laughs> Thanks. We had some good saves over the years, Tosi said. We had some good cruelty cases where we were able to prosecute. There was a dog fighting ring that we were able to break up. There was another one where one family tried to cut a dog's tail off by tying a fishing line to it. It escaped and we were able to save it. We were able to find out who owned it and we were able to prosecute them. Wow. Right. Absolutely. During my time here, and I've never said it year in and year out, this is from, I'm sorry, this is from his chief, Chief James Hicks. Um, he goes above and beyond, said Hicks. He was constantly taking on more duties beyond his job description. He's the type of guy you ask him to do something once, he takes it upon himself and is proactive, et cetera, et cetera. So great story, 30 years in the game. That man, you know, being so young is able to start a new career and still have that experience of, you know, being an animal control officer for 30 years, which is amazing. Absolutely insane. Well, and I'm fairly certain as a uh, heavy machine operator for the city or county or whatever, he is going to not leave his animal control behind and he's going to be doing something and there's going to be a dog that's going to need saving or whatever. Absolutely. So, yeah. It'll, there'll be, there'll come a time where they're going to be like, Hey, Hey, there's a stray dog over there. Hey, what do you, there's a boa yeah. on the, on the cat or whatever, you know what I mean? One of those yeah. big, big front loaders. So that's pretty cool. And when you think about it, let's bring our guest on to Rebecca Ferris. Rebecca, thanks for joining us today. Sure. <laughs> Having me. Yeah. We're glad to have you. And can you think of it like being in this job for 30 years? Uh, well, that's only 10 more for me, so it wow. might be doable. Oh, it's definitely doable. Talk a little bit about that. So you've been in the industry industry for 20 years currently. What what made you get started in this field? Uh, just pure luck, actually. Um, I started with the local sheriff's office, and I originally applied to work in the jail. I did not get that job, thankfully. But then a friend of mine said, well, animal control is hiring. You should put in for that. And Yeah that's how it happened kind of anticlimactic <laughs> did you did you have much for experience going in or was it just um I want a job within some kind of law enforcement capacity 
Some, I mean, I grew up showing dogs and horses and, you know, been around livestock pretty much forever. So I had that little bit going. Um, and then at the time I started, I was also working as a volunteer firefighter and an EMT. So I had a little bit of emergency services background. Okay. And you've been doing this your entire career here in Colorado? Yes. Give me a sense of like your most memorable call. What sticks out to you? Good, bad, and different. Oh, um, probably my second week on the job, got to catch a bald eagle. So that's always uh-huh. cool to do nice. that. Had a few more since then. Um, probably one of the most oh no moments. <laughs> we had a horse <laughs> fall through a basement window well. So it, it fallen in the, the little window well, trying to get out. It then fell in through the window and into the basement. Wow. How did they you had get walk it out? out? Yeah, exactly. How did you get that out? <laughs> they had a walkout basement. Oh, thank goodness. Because, well, no, it's cows that can't go upstairs, right? Or is it downstairs? Well, or, yeah, they, they'll, they'll go up kind of, but they don't like to come back down them. So thankfully we had that, that big sliding door. We were able to just get a halter on him and walk him out. <laughs> and it was their own horse, right? It wasn't like a rogue horse. Correct. Yeah, they had, they had thrown okay. an old rotted piece of plywood over the window well and then turned the horse loose to graze. So <laughs> when he stepped on the plywood, it just gave way. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So, lesson learned actually repair right? your windows appropriately <laughs> <laughs> that that's pretty insane do you have any well I mean that's that one's pretty epic but any other like that that stick out to you but maybe in a different way so we had a gentleman in 2008 that we charged with several counts of cruelty for horses. He had essentially starved the horses. Mm. Um, we ended up getting him on a few, a few counts. Well, fast forward 10 years later, he's back at it again. Um, oh. And we had to go back in and seize even more animals from him this time. And ultimately he ended up pleading guilty to four felony counts of wow. cruelty. Awesome. Well, is he, at least he got those charges. I'm assuming that they made it that he no longer is allowed to own animals. So he is currently on probation uh, where he cannot own, possess, care for, et cetera, animals for the length of his probationary period. Okay. Which I believe was 12 or 15 years. Wow. Wow. How old is the guy? Uh, I think at the time we charged him, he was maybe in his late forties, early fifties. Okay. Okay. So hopefully by the time his probation's up, he's not going to be wanting to care for animals anymore. Sounds like you guys have a lot of, uh, large animals issues though. We, we did. I, I don't work for that agency anymore, but it was very rural. Um, so we had a lot of cattle, horses, um, believe it or not, we've had some yak. Um, <laughs> and Don't even even that the article you were talking about moose, uh, I've got to help tranquilize moose with with parks and wildlife. They came down um, that, that far, huh? Yeah, they actually made it 
um, it, it's not uncommon for them to make it down across I-25. Wow. Okay. So, that, so you know, we get, I, yeah. I was going to say, we get about eh, every couple of years or so, we'll get one that wanders down. Yeah. Do you, what about pigs? Because I know there's a big pig farm where you used to work, right? So would you ever get a pig just there, cruising around? There was. We, we would get pig calls from time to time. Um, a couple cases of, of you know, cruelty, neglect, um, several cases of stray pigs. Um, had one come out of a trailer on I-25. Oh, great. <laughs> so we got him um, picked up. One of the, the deputies was off duty at the time, and his wife was a vet. So they came and oh, got nice. it picked up for us and took it up to CSU. And how many people did it take to corral the pig on a highway? Thankfully, it had wandered over to a nearby business and was just kind of chilling <laughs> in the in the landscaping. So I think it took five or six of us counting the the folks with the trailer and everything. Okay, that's not too bad. I've nah. chased a pig with ten people or more. <laughs> so <laughs> just don't tase the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> then you got bacon. I was gonna say, pork, then you got crispy bacon. Yeah, or pork right. rinds or something. <laughs> pork rinds, yeah. Chicharrone, you know, chicharrone. <laughs> so, how many different departments in your twenty years have you worked for? Um, I'm currently at my third. Um, I took a little bit of a break. Um, end of twenty one, beginning of twenty two. Um, and worked in a dispatch center for another local agency. Uh, so I wasn't on the street, which if anybody gets a chance to sit in or, or work a shift in dispatch, I highly recommend it. Um, I was always that officer that, you know, would, oh, that darn dispatch, they can't get anything right, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and after having sit in there, I have a completely new outlook on dispatchers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, we de- we definitely have that issue by us. I don't know about you, Dan, but have all your different departments that you've worked for, has it always been directly with law enforcement or have you worked at the shelter too? So when when I did the time as a, as a dispatcher, it was through a shelter-based animal control. Um, okay. But again, prior to that, I was with the sheriff's office and now I'm with a local police department. Okay. I think, you know, coming from the background of I was with the nonprofit, I was with public health, et cetera, et cetera. And now with local law enforcement, it's it's a different like it's just a different vibe in a good way. Um, I think there's more structure and, and more like focus on safety and training and no disrespect to those agencies that don't have it. But um, like because I, I think some of the agencies that are under, you know, whatever public health or nonprofits are, are buttoned up too, but having that support of law enforcement in the way that we do is great. It really is. You know, if I need something, I just go talk to the guy at the de- desk next to me. I don't have to go through, you know, three other people to get a hold of a dispatcher to get a hold of an officer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if you're working I- a cruelty case, there's more resources like our crime scene yes. in Denver when I was there. Uh, crime scene and they came out but when they came out they were kind of like uh what am i coming out for like now part of the sheriff's office like we know all them like we talk to them regularly and so just if there is a case that we need them it's going to be super easy right and i did time even as a crime scene tech so if i get something 
I'm my own crime scene tech. Nice. That's awesome. I know when I was looking to get into this back when I was 18 and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, that was my goal was to be with a law enforcement agency. So I've definitely been blessed just because I saw from the shelter aspect, all the struggles. So, you know, yay for us being able to do that, but Hey, you guys out there that are actually still with the shelters and other areas, like you guys got it tough because you don't have the availability to resources the way you do with law enforcement. So true, Bishop. You know, even one thing I noticed being with law enforcement and, you know, nonprofit through the shelter is when it comes to the court system. Um, as an animal control officer, the courts don't always take you seriously, even when you're mm-hmm. with law enforcement or or with that nonprofit. So besides, mm-hmm. you know, going out on the calls and seeing similar things, we also have that, you know, in common between the two systems is the courts just go, yeah, whatever, it's a dog. Um, <laughs> the other side of it is, you know, with the law enforcement, it does tend to have sometimes a little bit more, no pun intended, Dan, a little more bite to the bark uh, when it comes from a law enforcement agency versus versus through through a nonprofit or sheltering group. Yeah. And I can definitely see that. Um, I've recently talked about uh, on our episode, actually, the last one that we recorded about the fact that I have my vet tech degree and that has actually aided me as well in court where the judge is like, oh yeah, like you have more experience doing that. Um, So I would always encourage anybody that has the time and ability to do it, but that's a lot to take on, you know, to get that vet tech degree too. Well, in addition to that, I think people can just focus on getting certificates in certain ways, right? Like there's, there's ways that people can still have experience, maybe not with the vet tech degree, but, you know, I took this class on forensic entomology or et cetera, et cetera. That gave me some training and experience. Yeah. And it's something I've done and I recommend it to all the new officers that I train is anytime I go into court, I have a book with all of my certificates, whether it's a, you know, online class or, or I've spent, you know, 40 hours in person, I can take that in and go, okay, here you go. And then the courts can sit there and look through and go, oh, well, you have training in livestock or vet tech or, you know, whatever the, the appropriate mm-hmm. may be. Yeah, that is actually a fantastic idea. Um, my last court case, my, my attorney actually asked on the stand, like, okay, what are your certifications? And I sat there kind of drawing a blank because I have um, over 300 hours worth of certificates, not including my vet tech stuff. So I was like, uh, I have a lot. <laughs> like I didn't realize what she was asking for. And at that point she was only trying to get me to say the, the vet tech part. Um, but I was not prepared for that question. So that's a great idea of having everything put together to be able to hand to the court. They call it, there's a name for it because some of the old officers I used to work with in Denver used it. I can't remember what they called it, but 
it's a yeah it's a, it, like a three ring binder with just everything in it which is great i think you know maybe we have an episode on we should we should have a court prep episode so um that's one of the things that we can add to it for sure yeah oh i just had the name of it on the tip of my tongue but we'll talk about something else and then it'll come to me <laughs> like a portfolio no very similar i've heard it i swear i heard it called be called like a war book but that's not what it is but that's what i, I don't know why my brain thinks that anyway <laughs> Any of our listeners know, shoot us a message. You can do that through our Facebook or Instagram page. Tomahawk Live Trap has been manufacturing humane animal capture and handling equipment since 1925. They work directly with animal control officers around the world to develop and improve their products so that they're as safe and efficient as possible. Save 10% on your next order by using discount code DCACREPORT. Visit them online at www.livetrap.com or call them at 1-800-272-8727. So we're back with the pick of the litter. Shout out to Tomahawk Live Trap. And the way this game works is we're going to give you questions, Rebecca, and just answer them the best as you can. If you don't have an answer, you don't really have to answer, or you can give more insight to the question. Wait, what is it, Bishop? More insight to your answer, too, if you'd like. <laughs> I don't know how we have kept you around this long, Dan. <laughs> well, we have. Maybe we should ask Dan the questions. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to ask me the questions. We should, but no. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. Rebecca, what is your official title? Uh, currently, my official title is Code Enforcement Officer. Cool. Oh, all right. We're back to that. We have um, a lot of different names in this profession, so... That's why we ask right off the bat. Yeah. 31-ish we're up oh. to. 30 many. Yeah. yeah. How many times have you been bitten? Uh, by what kind of animal? <laughs> you, you tell us. <laughs> uh, multiple. Uh, I've lost track of dogs. Uh, two or three by cats and at least once by, tw uh, sorry, twice by horse. Wow. Those All are right. the worst. Those are painful. They are. Uh, what is your spirit animal? <sighs> I don't know. Um, we could accept that, I guess. I, I feel that because, like, I even think of this question. I'm like, I don't even know what I would answer. Ch channeling my inner ACO Michelle, one of everything. There you go. <laughs> Noah's art. Depends on the day. There. Right. Depends on the day and the mood. <laughs> so, what is your go to snack in your truck, office, or wherever you might be? Um, usually either a cup of coffee or Mountain Dew and the string cheese, cheese sticks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had the smoked ones? I have not, but a friend of mine does occasionally make smoked queso, so I try to get my hands on that whenever I can. We have smoked string cheese up here, and it's funny because I prefer... All right, here, I, I need this answered. Do you prefer your string cheese warm or cold? Like How about neither? Temp uh, I didn't ask you. Depends on time, oh, you it depends on time of year. 
so if it's you know super hot i do like it cold you know a nice little cool down but if it's um you know in the winter either warm ish room temperature ish now if we're talking cheese curds definitely warm ah uh, have you had wisconsin cheese curds though i mean they're the ones that squeak right if they're fresh enough yes ma'am <laughs> Okay, um, I'm going to just bounce out. Y'all could finish the show on your own because I ain't got no idea what the heck we were talking about up there in cheese land. And... They don't even refrigerate so, cheese curds here. Like if they're fresh, they sit on the counter. <laughs> we have at one of the, okay, I work, at, I work in a town that has a Shields and they sell the pre-packaged ones that usually okay. say made in wisconsin or packaged in wisconsin nice. so they're pretty tasty that's awesome that is awesome <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> see we would never get there if it wasn't for the pick of the litter so shout out pick of the litter. <laughs> this is true <laughs> have you ever adopted an animal you were rescued on duty yes twice both dogs oh all right and their names? Uh, one was Bonkers. Um, <laughs> he was blind, so he had a tendency to bonk into things. <laughs> I love it. So do I. We, we lost him a couple years ago. Um, but then our current dog, now Stewie, was... I didn't pick him up. He was already in the stray holding area at the shelter when I brought something else in. But by the end of his stray time, he ended up coming home with me. Nice. On your vehicle, it, do you have emergency lights or amber lights, no lights? I have full red and blues because nice. I work for a police department. The only thing I don't have is a siren. You can just stick your head out the window. Me do, me do. Wait, aren't you supposed to get a cat and like spin its tail or something? Is that how they do it? <laughs> We do not encourage that. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, we're not encouraging animal cruelty no. here. <laughs> no, but that's what they did on the cartoons. Uh, that's right. Good memory. <laughs> I'm younger than you, Dan. I, I was more familiar with them. Uh, state? Uh, do you have state or department required certifications? Uh, no. Um, I have and I probably need to catch up on my CEs, um, a national certi certification through NACA, but I have not sat for the state test. So it's interesting you bring up NACA because I don't know if this is a new thing that NACA is doing or if it's always been there and I've never actually explored it, but they actually have where you can enter all of your credits and certifications on the membership as well. So I wonder yes. if you couldn't even print that off for the court. Probably. So, I think you could. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I figured out how many CEs I actually had. So. Rebecca, are you Bureau of Animal Protection in Colorado? Do you have that certification? I do not. Yeah. Um, you don't really. I mean, that's something I wanted to look into getting. But PD, I don't know don't, if my town yeah. will do it. Well, and you don't need it under the police department, right? So. Because you kind of get no. all your authority through that anyway. So now I can tell you a lot of the cases that they present in those trainings were ones that either I worked or had a part of. <laughs> nice. 
this is true. And I've seen you at some of those trainings and you, you do a great job. And that's one of the reasons I reached out is because I think, you know, um, you have a future there if you want it. There, there's no doubt about training, in my opinion. You know, if it gets me to travel, I would love to do it. But, you know, when you work that that set schedule, you just don't have time to go do things like that. Mm. Uh-huh. I mean, eh, I'll have some of us don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody's as lucky as you, Dan. Whatever. <laughs> right. Um, PPE. Do you have firearm, baton, OC, taser, anything yes. else? Of I, note? Well, I don't. I don't have a firearm, but I have OC, I have an ass baton, I have a taser, I have a tranquilizer rifle that we are working to get up and running again. Um, I wear a vest. So basically I have everything that my officers do except for um, a gun and handcuffs. Mm -hmm. Okay. And last one, if you could ride along with anyone, who would it be? Well, I don't know, uh, because I've met a lot of great officers over the last 20 years, and everybody does things just a little bit differently, you know, with their respective jurisdictions. Um, I would really have to think on that some more. That's well, fair. you have time, because we're not letting you go without an answer. It can be anyone that's <laughs> live, dead, unborn, it doesn't matter. But you got to pick. This is part of the show. If you don't pick, you got to make a five hundred dollar donation to your local charity. I oh, forgot to mention grief, that. Dan. I forgot to mention that in the beginning. <laughs> Stop it, Dan. Well, in that, case, in that case, my favorite charity is the program called Weld Elves. Uh, we're up in in Weld County, and it's local police, law enforcement, um, fire, EMS, our militaries involved, and we do basically a Santa cops type of program. So okay, so you don't mind doing that. <laughs> $500 for your answer. That's good. Okay. Works for us. Shout out. Well, now, now I, I suppose because y'all brought me on today, I should probably say, well, you know, I'd really like to, to ride with, no. with Daniel Ettinger. No, 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 no. You don't want to ride with me anyway. I sit in the office most days. So um, there's no famous person. Like you wouldn't want to ride with like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I no, yeah, was... I mean, I, I I really haven't haven't thought about it much. Um, you know, I used to think maybe the guys on like Northwoods Law and that kind of thing, it would be cool. Oh yeah, that would but be cool. I get to do enough wildlife stuff that I don't know. Well, you okay, know? I'll just give you names and you have to pick: Will Ferrell, okay. Kevin Hart, no. or um, Joe Biden. Oh, really? Nope, you don't want to pick. I'm going to make it hard for you. Okay, Sam Elliott. <laughs> okay, that's see, there finally we got an answer out of you. That's all it took. Sam Elliott. Oh, what a great scene in, in The Big Lebowski. I love that. I love that scene where he's at the end and he's just drinking his sarsaparilla. Well, do you, do you have any questions for the show, Rebecca, before we let you go? Um, You know, I. I've really enjoyed listening to to the show. Um, it's one of those that I have in my queue. So when I'm out driving around, uh, awesome. It, it's just good to you know I can focus on on that and and kind of relax for a little bit. Um, so no, I, I think I'm pretty good right now. But hey, I always know how to get a hold of you if I do. 
yeah if you ever have questions <laughs> shoot us a message if you want to come back on you know once you make it to that 30 years and you're 49 <laughs> at that time just like that gentleman <laughs> that retired so young uh, we'll be happy to have you on and talk more shop at that point wonderful well thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it absolutely thank you you. and for our listeners please make sure you leave a review like share and rate us as bishop (laughs) likes to always say and check out our website humanemain.com check out facebook instagram tiktok is that you're supposed to say it tiktok oh good grief i don't know (laughs) but we appreciate everybody and As always on the Animal Control Report, we like to say thanks for listening and keep it humane. (laughs) Look how subdued you are because you're in public. (laughs) 